Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. It's great to see you again, Savvy Souls. So today I'm going to be chatting with parts of you that you quite frankly don't like very much. That part of you and I, we're going to create a space where you get to be you. Let's back up. What am I talking about? I'm just going to give you a bit of background because I think it's going to help paint the picture for you. So I've been hooked on self-development since I was 26 years old. I was already working and I still struggled with shyness, even though I showed up uh, professionally as confident, I still had a lot of insecurity, especially socially. And one day I was in the bookstore and I found this book called How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. And it was a book by Dale Carnegie. And I read that book and it was like a light went off in my head. I had some really big revelations and they were, I have the power to change the way I think and feel better. I have the power to change the way I act and get different results and also feel better. And the more I master myself, the better life feels. And it felt so empowering and so amazing. I got hooked on the whole self-development concept. So over the decades, self-help books proliferated and there always seemed to be a book that would help me with whatever problem I was really struggling with at the time. So was I feeling angry a lot? I read the book, Dance of Anger. I wasn't accepting myself enough. I read Radical Acceptance. Struggling with some bad relationships. I read Women Who Love Too Much. I had trouble helping my kids enough when they were being challenged until I read Codependent No More. I went through a failed marriage, read Broken Open. And all of these were amazing books, all books I'd recommend. They're all books that really helped me get over the hump. And yet, this striving to feel better becomes a thing in itself. It's it's a constant striving. And it comes from this underlying assumption that something's wrong with me. So there's this thought process that if I just fix this one thing, then I'll be okay. If I just fix this one thing, then I can fully love myself. I haven't met a person yet who doesn't think that some part of them is wrong. That's why I'm making this podcast, not to share my struggles, but because I'm pretty sure that a part of you will resonate with what I'm saying. Our working culture feeds this in us. So the professional services firm that I worked with was like so many other accounting 
and law firms and corporations and businesses of every kind. We had performance reviews every year. And as a team of partners, we'd congratulate ourselves on our results. But within a month at most, we'd be finding ourselves in a series of strategic meetings for the next year. How are we going to move our business forward? Economies predicted to grow at 5%. Well, then we need to grow at 10% so that we can move ahead of our closest competitors. We had record profits last year. Amazing. Let's double them this next year, even though the economy is supposed to turn down. We'd have these meetings and we'd be kind of whipped into what I think now looking back was a bit of a superficial frenzy of excitement about what we'd be creating the next year. But there was this insidious underlying message and it was whatever we were doing was not enough and we just needed to be better. The result for a lot of us was a feeling of pressure and striving and feeling insufficient which meant that there was always this underlying current of, I need to do better. No matter what we achieved, it was always, I need to do better. I eventually realized that this was never going to end, that we would never get there. A lot of us eventually would get really tired of the striving and the pressure we experienced in our jobs. And so what we decided to do is leave. And so we'd find new jobs and we'd create new careers and we'd create sometimes our own businesses or we'd become artists and life coaches. And we eventually would find ourselves creating the same pressure on ourselves wherever we landed, the same striving to be better, the same feeling inadequate that we had before. As one of my wonderful peer coaches, Terry Brad Bradway said to me recently, Heather, are you taking the old demanding voices of the bosses that you had when you were in your professional world and letting them live in your head now? And so it was true. She was exactly right. That's exactly what I was doing it. I see it throughout the coaching industry where coaches you know, we're all people steeped in self-development, self-help. We have all the tools. We do lead amazing lives. We do feel better. But we also have these moments where we beat ourselves up about our own progress. I only made 10K. I only made 200K. I made 2 million K, but so-and-so made 10 million. I need to get better. So there's always a sense that's so similar to what it was like in the professional services firm of I'm doing it wrong and I need to improve. I'm not measuring up. I think we all have these same feelings of inadequacy and insufficiency that we take with us everywhere. And so we see it steeped and embedded so deeply into the whole culture of self-development. We find this elusive goal of feeling perfect and showing up with good thoughts and doing exactly the right thing all the time. So if we're coaches and we're not worried about the money we're making, we're worried about 
you know, not feeling perfect all the time because we think, well, I'm only a good coach if I feel perfect all the time, which is, of course, never humanly possible. We don't feel good and then we beat ourselves up for it, which is kind of hilarious when you think about it. So I want to share a radically different approach that I've been using lately myself and helping my clients use too. It's this. When I feel pressured, I feel graspy, insufficient, unworthy, ashamed, or shy, or any of those versions of not enoughness, I listen for the voice inside me that's throwing criticisms and judgments at me, and I give her a name. So mine right now is the Bay Street Meanie. And then I don't try to make the Bay Street Meanie go away. I practice piling all the love on her. I'm calling this radically different because what I used to do is listen for her thoughts, come up with better thoughts I'd find easier to believe that serve me and then practice those other thoughts. But then what that does is it makes the Bay Street meanie inside me feel unloved and unheard. And so she starts screaming a little bit louder next time. She'll be quiet for a while and then she'll start screaming even louder. So what I had been missing was the okayness of her. It's okay that I'm a coach and an artist who has lots of amazing, inspiring, creative, fulfilling, deeply satisfying moments, and who also has lots of Bay Street meanie moments. In fact, I have a whole cast of characters with critical voices, and I'm learning how to love all of them just a little bit more. And this is so important. I'm learning how to love the part of me that wants to just run away and hide from the Bay Street meanie and make her go away. So here's what I want you to know. There is no point you'll be perfect. You'll be in bliss all day and you'll always do the right thing. There will always be mean voices, anxious voices, scared voices, sad voices, inadequate voices, angry voices, frustrated voices, ashamed voices. All of this is part of the human experience and denying these parts of you will only lead to more pain. Allowing these voices to be there is the path to help you love yourself so much more. Not just loving the selected, perfect, blissful moments you create of achievement or happiness, but all your moments. So savvy souls, I suggest this. The next time you hear a voice in your head that's telling you that you need to shape up, be better, do better, think loftier aspirational thoughts, feel more enlightened because you're definitely not doing that, Give that mean voice a name. What's your Bay Street meanie? Choose any name you like. Let's say you call her Gertrude. Your task is not to make Gertrude go away. Your task is to develop a relationship with her. Ask her to tell you all her problems. 
Ask her to tell you all the things she wants you to know. Let her know that you're listening. Let her know that she's safe with you, that she can be as mean and as critical and upset and as scared and as anxious as she wants to be, and that's okay. Let her know that you're there for her, that you're ready to listen, you're ready to have her back. It's okay for her to be there, that you love her, and that she deserves your love. If she's feeling really bad, then just be with her and with all those feelings. Notice how they feel in your body. Notice if they're big or small, hot or cold, what their texture or shape is, how intensely they feel. Feel all of it physically and just allow them to be there. Do this every time you need to. Do this every time that you need to feel safe. And if you don't feel safe doing this because you're suffering from something that's at a higher level, a greater trauma, a PTSD, something that's more intense, in that case, make sure to consult with a psychologist, a therapist, or other qualified professional. Never go someplace that doesn't go safe. But do go to the places where you can just be kind to yourself, to all the pieces of you. There's so much relief in not seeking personal perfection, in allowing all the pieces of you to exist, not just the perfect, pretty parts. You're not going to stop feeling pain and discomfort in your life, but your experience will be totally different when you have your own love for all the pieces of you. And I love all the pieces of you too. And that helps me love all the pieces of me more. So it's a great world to show up and be in the full humanness of who we are, the full humanness of our experiences, good and bad. It's all perfect. I love you guys. Join me again next week for the next episode. Embrace all the pieces of you. And if you know somebody you think that this episode could be meaningful for, could help in some way, help them get out of a rut, help them feel a little bit better, help them feel terrible and be okay with that, I would appreciate it if you would share this with them. I think there's some deep truths that I'm sharing with you today that I would love more people to hear. Love you guys and see you next time. Have an awesome week. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.